Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey Thought Thinkers, welcome to Season 5, Episode 8, Our Children Are Watching. Today I want to go back to parenting and discuss how the current state of parenting affects our children, right? This has been on my mind for a long time. One of my favorite topics is parenting and one of my podcasts that is still doing the best is my season one episode as it relates to parenting because I try to be on both sides. I try to understand the traumas of the parent and I try to understand the traumas of the children and try to create some form of balance. But out in the world, it seems to be getting really, really bad. I didn't want to use any fancy words because it doesn't even require any fancy words, right? Today's episode was inspired by the elders being beaten in the Bronx, teachers quitting their jobs, and they're not quitting their jobs because of politics, or critical race theory, or books being burned, right? People blaming our children, or people saying things like these kids today, all of these things got my brain moving and unraveling and thinking and not being able to sleep. I don't know if any of you have this, but when I go to bed, I have full conversations in my head about things. And sometimes I try to get up and write them down or sometimes I try to have those thoughts in my podcast. But I swear when I am sleeping or my eyes are closed, the conversation moves like water. And then the minute I open my eyes and I try to write it or I try to speak it out into the universe to you guys, it doesn't always go the same way. I don't know if that's because of my nervous energy or it's because I really care about what I share with you guys. That's why I don't talk about politics. People have asked, why don't I talk about politics when I'm so versed in politics? And it's because... I don't necessarily agree with any side, right? I try to stay in the middle because the fact that we live in these extreme versions of everything is part of the problem, right? So taking it back to parenting and telling you guys that this was inspired by the elders being beaten in the Bronx. So last week in New York, um, I saw on social media, uh, one of our elders crying talking about young people. And at first she said teens. And then we realized that it wasn't even teens. It was preteens. And they were beating on them, harassing them. And I just couldn't understand what was going on. It's the why for me. Why? And then in another meeting, she said that she didn't 
blame just the children, right? She wanted to know where were their parents? What was going on with the rearing? And I felt the same way because when people say things like this generation, I'm often confused with how so many people always go to the effect of a thing and they never want to deal with the cause of a thing, right? These children or this generation or uh, these, something's wrong with these children. Something is wrong with these children. And most of it is how they were raised. I know that as parents, even good parents, you can't control everything that goes on outside. But it is clear that many of you are not trying to even control what goes on inside, right? And I say that because teachers are quitting in droves. And the reason why they are quitting in droves, right, is because the lack of parent accountability. There is something going on when everything your child does is all right with you. How can everything your child does be all right with you? Children need to learn accountability, right? There's cause and effect. Once again, we have all of these causes and nobody wants to deal with the effect. Or we see the effect and nobody wants to deal with the cause, right? I heard a teacher say, on social media that she was discouraged to teach kindergarten. 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 Because many of the students in her classroom were unable to do basic skills. They couldn't tie their shoes. Worse, they couldn't recognize their own names being called out to them. So that means, what the fuck is going on at home? When you can get your child dressed, put a backpack on them, take them to school, and you have not even prepared them for safety, right? For safety, when I was that age, I had to learn my whole name. I had to learn my parents' name. In case something happened, I could say, my name is, and my mommy's name is, right? Those things empower children. So we are not empowering children. So when they go to school and they see other kids who can do basic skills, like tie your shoe, tie your shoe, two little bows, right? It empowers them, they feel good. Of course they're scared and it's hard at first and I don't wanna do this or I can't. But the more you work on something, right? The easier it gets. And that's where gratitude comes from. That's where joy comes from. That's where the feeling of accomplishment comes from. And it seems that our children are having no feelings of accomplishments because their parents are stepping in to fix everything, to overlook everything, and to try to make them feel good. And although feeling good is okay, what happens when you never have to face the consequences of your actions, when do you learn to thrive? 
When do you learn long-term joy? Where does your sense of accomplishment come from, right? And then those people who blame our children as if they birthed themselves, as if they're responsible for the knowledge that they get in their own head. This shit is actually ridiculous, right? Children emulate what they see and what they feel. It is imperative that parents be the example. Be. So what exactly are you being at home? No, seriously, what are you being? I can tell you. I see you guys on social media. Just in my core friend group. It seems like the art of parenting has been lost. And some of me understands, right? Some of me understands the cause and effect of exactly what is going on. I am pushing 50, right? And that means that I come from a generation of parenting that was toxic, right? I don't like the revisionist history when I see people seeing children being beaten or screamed at and they say, yeah, that's what those kids need. And I'm looking at them like, no, that's not what they need, right? Beating and yelling is not what they need. That is not the problem. That is not the problem at all. Because those same adults who believe that children need to be beat and yelled at we can look at their life and we can see that many of them do not know how to address problems without yelling, screaming, or violence, right? I have seen adults who do not know how to communicate. And that is because you never learned the skill. The only thing that happened to you is that you were taught to be obedient, because that is the only thing beating and yelling at a child can do and bring them trauma. So they shut down. They don't have communication skills. They don't know how to receive love. They don't know. How, and then this trauma bonding of hugging them after. What kind of shit is that? I get that you're trying to get them to comply. But in truth, it is not the beating or the yelling that gets a child to comply, right? It is you first living in your truth, two, stating what the child has done wrong, and then giving the child a series of consequences that align with what they did. Let the punishment fit the crime, but also let the punishment teach a real lesson, Beating is not a lesson because you grow up believing this. And then what happens when you can't get beat anymore? How do you learn lessons, right? But neither here nor there, because that is not the problem today. Most children today aren't even getting beaten, right? So I understand where this they need that comes from. Because there is something that our parents did do right, right? Like we were more self-sufficient. 
And those are some of the things that our children are lacking, right? We had more responsibilities. We were held accountable to things, right? We had to cook. We had to clean. We had chores and responsibilities. We had to, I had to, I had to come home, I had to study, then I had to cook, then I had to go outside and I had to sweep and I had to go to the store and we, I had to go to the grocery store and I had to learn how to um, handle money and all of these things that our children do not have to do. And then the stable factor, right? When I came home from school, I was raised by my aunt. I've shared you guys my story. You can go back in other podcasts to find out how I got there, but there was a snack on the table. I knew to change my clothes. I knew to eat my snack. I knew to do my homework. Then I knew I needed to uh, take a bath, prep for dinner. We ate dinner together. Then we had to clean the kitchen. I washed and then my sister would dry or my cousin would dry. We would all have, have a responsibility. And then I had to study for an hour every day. And then if I studied, and then I would be tested. So I didn't just study. I had to then be tested. And then after that, if there were time, I was allowed a half an hour of freedom, right? And then I had to go to bed, and then I had to do it all over again. I'm not saying that it has to be that vigilant, but that was how it was in my household. But I do see that parents in my generation believe that they were raised so harshly and they have traumas that need to be unlearned and unpacked, right? Everybody needs therapy. Let's just get straight to the shit. Everybody needs therapy. However, we're failing. My generation and generations after, we are failing our children, right? Because what we thought was so bad, right? We didn't make accommodations and say, okay, that part was bad. Let me do this. It seems like many parents are doing nothing, right? When your parents would say things like, I'm not your little friend. Now everybody wants to be the sole friend and they want their children to raise them as if they are peers. And then we have those parents who've been so traumatized by parents never being there for them, right? Like say you did something wrong outside and somebody's parent came and say you did it and you say I didn't do it and then your parent beat you or held you accountable, excuse me, for something that you didn't do. That can give you trauma. That happened to me. I know that it can give you trauma. I told you guys that story about me getting pregnant. In part, it was an act of rebellion. Not getting pregnant, but saying fuck all these rules. Because here I was out in the world doing one thing. You accused me of doing another. And when they found out that I wasn't doing that thing, I, nobody apologized. Right? And when it wasn't the getting in trouble, it was that nobody apologized when proof was sitting on the table. I was so happy to present the truth. And then, boom, nobody said nothing. So then I was like, well, why am I going to school and doing all of my work when my friends are partying and doing whatever the hell they want to do? Why am I holding my virginity? Why am I not smoking and drinking and being obedient? 
because that's another thing. I do not like the representation of the obedient child, right? That is the child that people usually say, oh, they're so good. No, they're not good. You do not know them. They are simply obedient because that is the child that wants to, I, A, stay out of the way or is traumatized and afraid to speak their mind, right? So you don't know that child, but worse, that child doesn't know how to communicate who they are. So when that child no longer has, has to be obedient and they are out in the world, how do they thrive when they have learned no reasoning skills, no critical thinking skills? They don't know how to stand up for themselves, right? That's the problem with the obedient child. They are usually taken advantage of out in the world, right? But back to these children, I'm going to go back to the elders beaten, beaten, right? And I want to talk about those children because my bestie sissy is a uh, works a job where she sees your children all day, every day. And she sees the lack of accountability with parents. If your children are in an altercation, you act like children, you want to fight. You are always angry. Your child could never be at school, but yet you want to know why the child failed. You want the child to be pushed to the next grade. If your child is not good at, and then just think about, this is, this is not just bad children, right? Suburban parents, urban parents, white parents, black parents, everybody. It's a universal thing right now where people are not holding their children accountable. Everybody wants for their child to get a trophy. Your child is not good at basketball. And yet, because you weren't chosen for the basketball team as a child, you believe that your child should be allowed to play on the team and get a trophy anyway. No, maybe there's a fun team where we just play for fun and your child can go play for fun. But they don't have to be on a team and just get a trophy when there are children who want to play basketball and who want to be on a team and who want to win because they worked hard or lose gracefully because they worked hard. But not just because I want to be here, right? Because this starts a trajectory of you always stepping in the way. It is okay to fall, right? And scrape your knee because that is when you find out, oh, it did hurt, but my knee will heal. I'll get back up and I'll go play again. But if you never allow the child to fall, you are raising a child that is always afraid to fall. So they never can't get over to the next hump. Do you understand what I'm saying? They can't learn any lessons, right? So if your child is not going to school, not doing homework, and right, you know if your child is not doing homework because you should be checking it. You should be having conversations. So if a teacher says that your child never shows up in class and never did any homework, that is your fault, mother or father, because when did you ask to see the book? When did you ask to see the report? When did you go over it? Where are you? What are you doing exactly that is allowing you not to be in there? You're not providing stability, right? Because nobody wants to be traditional. And I get it. I don't want to be traditional in a relationship. But parenting, our children need structure. 
They need meals. They need to know what's happening. They need to know where you are, what's going on. They need to know what is expected of them, right? They need to feel love. So when we're saying these children act like animals, somebody is not there for them. All right. So on a deeper level, parents, I want to say that I see you trying to live your best life. I see you trying to relive your youth. I see you out here acting like children. I see your children virtually raising themselves. Raising themselves. You don't check homework like I said. But then the child gets pushed through and all of a sudden prom season comes. And here we go. We all have to see the thousands of dollars that many of you don't even freaking have spent on the prom. But you ain't never, ever once showed up to a PTA meeting. You ain't never volunteered. You ain't never checked any homework. You ain't never did a damn thing. Now, guess what? This does not apply to those who do the damn job of parenting. Because when my son graduated from high school, I too showed up and showed out. But I also showed up and showed out the entire school time. Right? The entire time. I volunteered. I, um, I was the captain of his step team. I was always there at every interval. If we had a project to do. So my thing is that I see you guys traveling without your children. I see you outside smoking and drinking and all up in niggas faces. Excuse my French. Because dating, fucking or whatever y'all are doing cannot be more important than your children. I see parents say it's hard. It is hard. So how you say it's hard and then say, I want more children. It's hard. That means stop. That means put your desires away and stop. Stop having children, right? You need a break. Well, guess what? There are many parents who don't get a break ever, ever. Sometimes you simply have to enjoy the mess. You have to enjoy the highs and lows. I enjoyed teaching my son to read. You can't just put them in front of the TV and ask the TV to raise them. I get it. Sometimes you are busy, right? This is to the busy parent who's cooking and cleaning and making bottles and, and have errands and doing everything that you're supposed to do. But then there's the parent, right, who doesn't do a damn thing, right? I don't like judging, but I want to say something, and I hope this goes over well. But you know how suburban moms are usually stay-at-home moms, and they volunteer at the school, and they do all of these things at the school, and they have to be a part of the environment to make it thrive? I don't understand why parents who live in the inner city and maybe you are on welfare or um, some other assistance, if you are home, why are you not the village community that supports your child's schools? You have skills, right? You cook, you bake, everybody got one skill, everybody. So why are you not helping? We already don't have the financial resources, but we have bodies. 
So why are you not in the schools? Why are you not going up to parent-teacher conferences? Why are teachers having to say that, oh, it's back to school night and two people are here, but let someone step on your child's $400 sneakers that you cannot afford, then you're up to the school wanting to fight, but no one wants to fight for the child, right? And then another thing, our children are, some of them are not even getting love, right? They're being talked to like shit. They're being cursed out. They're made to feel like they weren't wanted. They're not loved. They're not getting, nobody is talking to them about their dreams. Nobody is talking to them about their wants. Our children are watching. They are watching you act like children. They are watching you fight. They are watching you engage. Like I often, I think, I'm not sure if I did the podcast about bullying, right? When I'm telling you that your children are bullies because they are emulating your behavior. They watch you on social media, post people, and talk bad about them. They watch you point the finger. They watch you talk about someone's weight. They watch you talk about somebody's sex. They watch you talk about somebody's class. They watch you talk about what somebody looks like. And then they go to school and emulate your behavior. So if the world is mad at our children, the world needs to stop and look at the cause. And part of the cause is parenting. Yes, they go out to in the world and they are influenced by the world. But the problem with being influenced by the world is that it's because those children are not being parenting. So what is coming outside is tarnished. Do you understand what I'm saying? They used to be the fact that there was one or two bad kids, right? Or a small group. Now, it seems like the small group is the good kids. I see you. I see parents with kindergartners. The children come home. They got to eat chicken wings and french fries from the Chinese restaurant, right? Those things are not healthy. They don't eat no fruit. They don't eat no vegetables. They don't have to do no chores. They don't have to be held accountable. And the reason why you don't hold them accountable is because you don't want to hold your damn self accountable for the lack of what you're doing. Now, once again, like I said, this is not for the parents who do the work. To you guys, I want to give kudos. And I know that it must be frustratingly harder because you have to send your children out into the world with people who are not doing the job for their children, right? You're just on social media all motherfucking day long and you only want to do the bare minimum and then you get upset because the bare minimum is not enough and don't let me get started on those people who believe that you should send your 18 year old children out into the world first of all how dare you you haven't even prepared them along the way. You haven't taught them any financial skills. They haven't learned any home economics. They don't have no resources. They don't know how to work. They don't know how to think. They don't know how to get a job. They don't know how to do anything. And yet, they're getting on your nerves enough for you saying, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. So you didn't even prepare them, but yet you want them to experience the same traumas that you experience because it'll teach them to be an adult. You want to know the funny thing about that statement is that many of the people who say it'll teach them how to be an adult don't even know how to be a fucking adult. 
They still poor. They still making poor decisions. They still need attention. They still got bad credit. They still don't know how to use money. They still lack stability. But yet, what didn't work for you is going to work for them. Make that make sense. It doesn't make sense, right? Another thing that we used to have, right? One of the good things that we used to have when I was a child was a supportive village. Because parents are so territorial now with their children and you don't want them to experience consequences, the village cannot see the wrongs of your children, correct them, and then send them back out into the world. And whether people realize it or like it or not, our children do need love and they do need discipline. But one without the other is ineffective. Do you understand? Love without discipline is ineffective and discipline without love is ineffective, right? So what people should be saying is, these kids today, no. These parents today, and I do hear some people say that, but they also like to blame young parents. And I know for a fact that it's not just young parents because I was a young parent. And you, most of the young parents that I know from my generation, their children are motherfucking thriving. I'm talking about college educated, buying houses, successful, doing the damn thing, right? Mostly because we were so young that we wanted, our, and some of us got off to a bad start, myself included. But then when we got ourselves together, boy, we got it together. And our children are thriving. No child is perfect. We're not looking for perfection. But we are looking for respect. Respect for themselves. Dignity. Abilities, the ability to think, the ability to finish a task, right? The ability to see something through. The ability to, right, they're out in the street and they're fighting, but then they get to come home and then they're not going to school, like I said. But how is that possible? Because if you, the parent, were checking their homework, I used to have a homegirl who liked to hang out she knows who she is. And we thought that she wasn't doing her homework because she was out all the time. Came time for graduation, she graduated, and the people she was hanging out with didn't graduate. Why? Because her mom worked at night and checked homework in the morning. So she had to do the work. Do you see what I'm saying? She is a great critical thinker. Because she had to figure out a way how to do what she wanted to do and do what she had to do. Our children don't have to figure out a goddamn thing. I often say that sneaking is important. That's why rules are important, right? When your mother said that you couldn't go out and then you had to orchestrate how to get out or something as simple as, uh, you can't have phone calls after 8 o'clock, right? Or a boy can't call the house. And you say, call me at 6.05, let the phone ring one time, hang up, and then call back and I'll answer. That is learning how to use your brain. You are learning skills. But if there are no rules set for the child, then how does the child learn to think outside the box? And not that the child should be trying to sneak or get over, but... As a parent, you draw the line, right? 
And what a child is doing is trying to push the line. But what are you giving them if there is no line to push? Because you have created no line. Now you create weak, broken, isolated, angry people who then have mental issues. They have anxiety. They have fears. They have and, and guess what else? Some of them are still looking for a family, which is how they then get to the gangs, right? They are looking for someone to say, we are family. And the family doesn't have to be positive. It just has to show you support. The best way to keep your children out of gangs is to, it's not the only way, like we said, because we know that there are external factors, but home, you need to first take care of home. And then we have to be comfortable taking care of the village, right? Reading needs to be important. I used to read with my son, right? And then we would have discussions about the book. And that doesn't stop them from having their own set of issues because they are their own people. But what is going on with the lack of respect? They don't even have to show respect. They don't have to show respect to their peers. They don't have to show respect to their elders. And at first I was like, oh my God, they're just rude. But the truth is they never learn not to be rude. They don't say thank you anymore. They don't say please anymore. And I am not all mad at our youth, right? Because there are also things that I like about them. I like that they are ready to unlearn and upturn everything in this motherfucker. However, you still need structure and you still need skills. It seems like they live in an I want it now, right? And if everything at home was I want it now, the problem is that that's not how it is in the outside world. You're not teaching them to deal with other people. You're not teaching them to be accountable. And I really believe that maybe this episode should have, be, should have been called lack of accountability from people who lack accountability. Parents, get help. Go to therapy. I don't know what your problem is. I don't understand why you need so much attention from social media. I don't understand why everybody wants to be famous. I don't understand why the pictures you portray on social media are only the things that are going well, but then in real life, you are doing none of those things. So I'm going to say this to you and beg you to get yourself some goddamn help because our children are watching they are watching and they are emulating and they are failing. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.